Hey everybody, before we get started on today's episode, I want to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it is the easiest way to make a podcast these days with everything you need you know, all in one place. Let me explain how it works. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer or, or iPad or anything like that. Uh, when hosting an on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. To get started, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now, from the Diamond to the Dugout, it's the Twins Nation Podcast. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Twins Nation podcast. This is Joe Gunderson, joined tonight by Sherry TwinsDaily.com and brother Daniel Gunderson. How are you guys doing tonight? I would no hope outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Minus my technology not working, I'm doing pretty good. I would uh, good. second that as well. Minus <laughs> technology as well. I, it's not my problem. I have, my technology is working just fine. I feel sorry for yours, but. <laughs> Well, thank you. I appreciate the empathy. <laughs> we got it figured out, though. So, but uh, yeah, and then we got uh, all of a sudden we got the hottest team in the world on our hands, guys. Absolutely. Uh, from- nothing, right, nothing like sitting down watching a Twins game, feeling like, boy, I wonder how many runs are going to score today, or how well this is going to go. It's a nice change of pace from the last time we talked not uh yeah i think i, I came it's to realize weird. that maybe the beginning of the season actually was a little bit harder than i i guess i gave the guys credit for i mean i know the dodgers are like fantastic right i just didn't yeah. in boston but even boston is struggling so i'm i'm still like a little leery about our schedule and being like oh, yeah, it's going to be great from here on out because we do have kind of, you know, an easier schedule right now. So I am kind of curious. But I'm enjoying where we're at right now for sure. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Definitely, definitely nice, Cheryl. I'll agree with you. I think they talked about that on the broadcast today, didn't they? Like how easy the calendar gets now that you flip to May. Because when we last talked – Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Oh, because you – we had talked about that last week too that um you know if they could finish with a decent record in april um that may looks pretty pretty nice because and we'll we'll talk about that. i mean just this week they get to play <clears throat> two teams that going into the season people were saying they're not really trying <laughs> you know <laughs> right 
They're just right. playing because they have to. <laughs> like, yeah. If you go by the offseason moves that they made, because they got the Orioles and the A's coming up this week. Well, yeah, they, both teams are the complete opposite of where Minnesota was at. But, boy, what was it? You know, we get to the last time we talked, and we were just saying, hey, maybe the bats will, will wake up. Maybe, you know, they'll figure things out in the homestand. I was hoping just for just four and two by the end of that homestand. And I think if that would have held true, they would have ended up being, what, nine and ten by the end of that. But they really yeah, kind of flipped things on – the head uh, of what everybody else thought was going to happen. I mean, I've been seriously impressed. I, you know, we could start at the beginning, right? Like the last time we talked, like I said, was right before the series against Chicago. Yeah. Was it Detroit? Yeah. Chicago. Then it was Detroit. Yep. And so we can review that uh, Friday through Sunday last week, a week ago, they, they uh, played the, the white Sox and, uh, Seems like that's kind of when the bats came alive, and uh, um, so they on Friday. I have notes here that uh, they were gonna play Gary Sanchez to start that game, and uh, but he had a late scratch. He had an abdominal problem, um, and then uh, but Ryan Jeffers, so he he played when and. Uh, I'm sure he did fine, but then the the starting pitching has continued to be pretty great, minus uh, what happened on Saturday, but this past Saturday. But uh, that day, Bailey Ober pitched five shutout innings, and uh, Sherry's favorite guy, Tyler Duffy, got through a scoreless inning that day. Uh, <laughs> and he was even the winning pitcher that day. Yeah, um, we're all happy for him. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds real. And the Twins won two to one that night. Um, then Saturday came, and that's when everything, that's when the, any offensive frustrations they've been experiencing seem to to uh, get solved. Uh, they won nine to two on Saturday. I have notes here the Byron Buxton and Luis Arise combined to go eight for nine. Uh, Scored three runs and five RBIs that day, and Buxton hit a home run that day. And uh, Ryan Jeffers went two for two for three with a homer, and Dylan Bundy pitched five shutout innings, and uh, and then they won six to four on Sunday against the White Sox. So they swept the White Sox, um, which was huge because of course everybody. Uh, Picking them as the favorite in that division by a long shot, and right. they're just struggling That's... right now. Oh God, oh. I like struggling is putting it mildly. I think I they are. Wow, are they horrendous? Yeah, I mean, we were complaining a little bit about because uh, the Twins had a little stretch there with their fielding that wasn't that impressive. Although that seemed to solve itself as well, um, but. At that point, because I think they've got like eight errors this year as a team, where Tim Anderson, I think he's got seven by himself already. You no, know, I, yeah, I was going to say, I think they actually have more errors than that because I just pulled up the fielding statistics because that's kind of what I want to think about. The Chicago White Sox themselves as a team have 21 errors. They have the worst fielding percentage of uh, any team in the American League. 
Um, in all of Major League Baseball, they are dead last. So they have a 97% feeling percentage, which the Twins right now are top 10 in all of Major League Baseball at 98. Um, if you round up, you're at 99. But 21 airs is tied for last. The Baltimore Orioles, who Minnesota faces uh, this, what, Monday for a four-game yeah. set. But go back to that Friday game, guys and girls. Yeah. And think about <laughs> – I'm one of the guys. Okay. <laughs> Everybody, there think about this. Okay. I remember last year, this is where I felt last year was where the season was, it was over. Um, <laughs> it was that game against Oakland where it was like an extra inning, Buck hit the homer to give him a lead in like the 12th inning. And then Luis Arise had a ground ball that he threw like a million miles over the first baseman's head. And that was what, early April, but it was one of those just like gut punch losses. And you're going, this team's going to go nowhere because they can't pitch, they can't field, their hitting is spotty at best. And then you're kind of going through the first eight innings or whatever against the White Sox, and you're like, here we go again. This is going to be the same thing. The Twins are not going to score a run. They're going to get shut out. We're going to complain about the offense. And then Tim Anderson makes that error. And it was kind of for me like, well, maybe in 2022 we're going to see the breaks actually go Minnesota's way. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's the feeling that I had. But it's not only on Friday – the game against Detroit, where yeah. Detroit had like four errors in an inning, you know, uh, you had even today. Think of today, where the Twins were able to get Buck on the first inning and then piled on what five runs in the first. And all it was was like a routine play. I mean, not routine because Buck's never anything but routine. But that's a play you should make as a major league shortstop, right? But because of Buck, right. he speeds it up. These things were going against Minnesota last year. Yeah, as fans, the Twins, we were the ones experiencing those bad plays and bounces not going our way, or if the runs were starting to be piled up, they're all in like the first three innings, and we're going, oh, great, our pitching is out of whack. Now we got to go on a four-game set on the road again. So, Quit talking crap about me, oh, for God's <laughs> sake. Mid rant, mid rant, and we get this guy just blowing it up. So, but you know, Chris would agree, right? I mean, it feels like the breaks are finally starting to go Minnesota's way. And it's fun to watch them be successful in that manner and have things work in their favor. And I think that all started on Friday night against Chicago, the biggest rival that the Twins will have this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of it too is people talking about how, um, you know, well, you won on errors. I don't care. A win is a win, my friend. Like, Yep. It doesn't matter if we won on errors or if we won that walk off without an error. The point is, is that the fielding in the White Sox series, the fielding in the Detroit series gave us the advantage. And I'm, I'm curious why all of a sudden, I guess for me, I really, and maybe it's because I'm on Twitter all the time. Maybe it's because like, that's where I spend the majority of my careers on Twitter, but my God, people are just not happy with anything. I mean, we could win by air. We could win by a landslide. We could, and they would still find something to complain about, which is scary because once we get into the harder games and we do lose on our end because of an error, then what? Well, yeah. Twitter's, it, it, Twitter's a cesspool. You know that, Sherry. I do. And and you start living there and then you become sucked in. And I got I I replied to one of the twins daily guys, I think his name is Ted, because he oh. 
what was the bit? It wasn't the White Sox. If it was the White Sox game, or if it was it was the White Sox game, where they had a chance late to try and either take the lead or tie up and win. It was in the seventh or the ninth or something where they decided to do the safety squeeze, and Correa didn't play that game, right? And so yeah. they did the safety squeeze and it didn't work. And, and he gets on Twitter and he starts, you know, going, "Why aren't we hitting Carlos Correa? This is over managing by." you know, um, Rocco Baudelli, and I'm paraphrasing, it was basically a, a shot at the fact that why is Correa even sitting in this game? He doesn't need a rest. This is terrible managing. And you look at, you know, well, first off, the guy is big time struggles up to that point, was leading yes. team in strikeouts, yes. had played every single game outside of one up to that point. So, like, give him a break. Plus, it's game 16. You know, <laughs> you had already won the series. Not saying that you don't always want to go for the win, but there's something to be said about giving other players an opportunity in that spot to try and do something unique. Okay. So instead of going, Hey, we're going to go for the Homer. I don't trust you in this situation to lay down a bunt. And he didn't do it successfully, but there's more to managing than just being like, it's gotta be the win. It's gotta be Correa here. And there's something to be said for that. Cause now look what Correa has done over the last what six games or four games. Guy's been just an absolute fire, you know, it just, I really decided but, that the more I hate on people, the better they do. So I'm just going to continue <laughs> to hate people. <laughs> right. Did you hate on Snow a lot then? Uh, you yeah, know no what? kidding. I will. I'll start hating on him because my poor guy cannot get the break, y'all. They just put him on the IL. Oh, Did is they? he finally on the play. IL? Yeah, they just I threw just him on there after today's <sighs> game with the oh, knee soreness. Um, I'm sorry, because yeah, that and what and you know how he got that because on uh, that Friday night game, yeah, you know he gets the game-winning hit, or uh, well, what turned out to be the game-winning hit. Yeah, I was gonna say, it was, yeah, it's kind of a hit. <laughs> he got, they tied it because of him. Well, not even that, really. They loaded bases because of him, and then uh, for some reason he decided <clears throat> put his head down, thought he had a double. And then looked up and saw his guys ahead of him were not going anywhere. (laughs) But then the guy who was on second was like, well, I got to go if he's coming this way. And and, uh, uh, the guy on third did the right thing by not going anywhere. And then luckily uh, Detroit's catcher decided to throw threw it way over his third baseman's head. And we won because they scored two runs on that. Another example, though, of that, that, that would have happened to the Twins last year. Like, that would have no. been dead. Yeah, it would have yeah been the, absolutely. That would have been somebody been doing the... that, and it would have been a cluster on the base paths, and Ryan Jeffers and Mitch Garver would have thrown the ball into left field, you know? That's what really this week should be about. I mean, we can get really happy about Carlos Correa and Jorge Polanco busted out as well, or Trevor Larnick and Max Kepler. I mean, everybody's hitting the ball. But boy, the breaks are finally starting to go Minnesota's way. That's that's all I can keep thinking of. It's just, it's a funny game, right? This may not be how it is when we get into September, but right now, if you want to call them, the baseball gods are are smiling down on Minnesota. But there's actually some like to some real life, like it's not all luck. And let, yeah, and let's no. credit the the uh, outfield as well while we're at it because even with. Um... Josh Winder coming in and Cole Sands today, who both made their, you know, a start today for his MLB MLB start. Um, Cole yeah. Cole made his um 
you know, his debut. debut. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Even if they were off, right? If they because Josh loves that that uh sweet spot right there in the middle of the strike zone. Yes. And I was talking to his coach last week and he said that Josh knows how to throw a strike, but Josh also knows how to intentionally throw a ball when he when needed. And so even when Josh knows that he's going to throw that strike and it's going to end up right in that strike zone, he knows the odds of it getting hit and how good right now is our defense for picking up on that kind of stuff. That's the thing that really blows my mind. I mean, if we think about the past few seasons, right, we haven't had great defense at really at all. And we've lost, we lost a lot of games because the guys in the outfield and because the guys in the infield really couldn't seem to get it together more. So the outfield, I think than the infield last season, but I really didn't think much of Celestino and the more he's playing, the better he's getting. And he looks so good. And Larnick and Kepler, they are just, I mean, our offense or defense is, it's spectacular. It's something I don't think I've seen in a long time. So, you know, that's, that's an interesting point. Do you think, you know, do you think that that has a lot to do, not so much Kaplan, but let's say Celestino and let's say Larnick and in a lesser extent, maybe Garlic. And if Kirloff will ever play, you know, him too, is that have a lot to do with the faith that they have in the guy that patrols center? And, yes. and I bring oh, yeah. this up naturally because you think of last year, how much Buxton and even the years before how much he's been hurt. Yep. If you don't have a guy that you think can cover a majority of the gaps, you're maybe overplaying, you're overextending yourself, or you're just going, I can't get to that ball. And I know my center fielder can't. So we got to, we got to either cut this off or play it off the wall. Mm-hmm. Right. Am I crazy thinking that? Or is this, no. this is like a, this is an overall Buxton effect. I think it's a huge thing that, you know, they, you know, they, it's not that they're not trying, but they know that if I can't get to it, my guy in center probably will, you know? And, uh, so that, that takes a lot of the pressure off. I'm, I'm certain of that, you know, yeah. And no and no he... offense to get to, uh, to Kepler, but you know, it, he did okay, but he's just doesn't have, nobody has that. Byron does so right well and we've put also who else have we put in the center field lately we've put um Nick Gordon Hmm. in the center field right yeah Um, did your do your boy Jake Cave ever play center Sherry I feel like he did at some point he has not not this year he's uh, no not this year right now but he yes he has last season he came up and played a lot and who knows I mean maybe he'll get that chance now with garlic looking at um an injury so not quite sure Um, but he, I mean, even Gordon, I don't know why some people don't like him. Um, but when he is out in the outfield, even he is able to easily command left field and center. And I definitely think that that is something that has to do with being able to put Kepler in right field and Larnick in left field and be able to interchange these guys on a daily basis. It's at the point where, unless we're going to bring up Royce Lewis, who's already been struggling, right? Um, they've got a Royce. good chemistry and they know where they can put people. Uh, Royce has actually been ripping it up in, uh, in AAA. AAA. Lately. So, 
but uh, he has, you know, which is pretty impressive for a guy who hasn't been able to play for two years. For oh yeah, and then because yeah, COVID, you know, so yeah. I agree. I, I, you know, defensively though, that might be where you kind of come into it because I'm sure there will be people calling for because I, I think garlic. It's a calf. The calf injury is what they called it on the broadcast. I don't know if that yeah. means they said, IL. Like a... they said it wasn't routine, so whatever that means. Oh, really? That's... I thought it wasn't. Oh, I thought it was. I thought they had. Last I had heard, it wasn't uh, too serious. But um, but hopefully, hopefully well, I mean, not, hopefully we don't have the start of a Josh Donaldson problem. Well, I mean, and he's he's a platoon player at best, right? I mean, the guy yeah, he's lefties. He's there to match lefties. Right? Yeah. So, and he started to hit. He's starting to find some confidence. I mean, he's a big reason of why the Twins bounced back on Saturday against yep. Tampa Bay. Um, I don't want to downplay what he's done, but he's not, again, the most important person. And you know what? It, it, I feel like Trevor Larnick and Max Kepler should be playing – Six out of seven days, anyways. At this point, Larnick. so Larnick. If, yes. if 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 we're gonna if we're gonna be like, all right, how are we gonna need to supplement his injury? If right. it is Jake Cave, fine. Um, I I guarantee you because the way Lewis is hitting the uh, yeah, I was gonna say they, they're gonna not say. gonna bring up Cave because of his hitting. I know it. Right, but they bring him up because of his fielding and his experience at the major league level. Yeah. Because it's like, why would you put Lewis in? When the only reason you're bringing him up is to be a platoon guy at best. No, which you don't. Want to. You want to, right? If you're going to bring up a guy like that, you want to play every day. Right, and he needs a bath. So it, I, I think, and I think you're right, Sherry. It could be Cave. I, I don't know who else that's down there defensively. That they, I mean, you I just know. put Kirloff on the on the I or Kirloff's on the IL. He got no one now. To me, that kind of makes the most sense because they're going to lose garlic to the IL as well. The problem is, is he's a lefty, and you'd like to platoon some guys and be able and to garlic get garlic as a righty. You really do. Need, I mean, if you're going to go, um, you know, eye for eye, you, you really should bring in a righty. But again, that's the argument being Jake Cave. And you know, I know that like I'm a huge stan and a fan, and but in reality, when you put it down on paper. Jake Cave makes the most logical sense to replace Garlic only because of time and because of defense. Um, and to be fair, Garlic wasn't hitting that well up until this point. So if we if we're gonna argue who's hitting better um, between Lewis, Kirilov, and Cave, yeah, you're gonna have that argument. But really, Garlic wasn't doing that great up until recently. He wasn't bad. He just was average, like the rest of them. He wasn't getting a lot of opportunities either. When you're a right. bit player, that's the way it goes. Um, yep. You know, and uh, but uh, I know Kirloff's on a rehab assignment right now. I don't know how much time they're going to give him. There's really with how hot the guys that uh, play his position. Not sure where he'd play because he's another every day if you can. With how young he is, and he's supposed to be one of our top prospects. You know, right. so um, right. So Jake Cave, if he's gonna come up, the only the only complication with him is he's not a forty man roster guy, so someone's gonna have to be. Dr- ah, uh, see, there so. it is. But but what do you do? Like, and I was looking at that too quick because I was like, I don't think he is on the forty man as I was he looking is not. through this. Right, no. but who do? But again, the other players that the only two, the only two position players 
not in the majors right now or on the IL that are on the 40 man are Jose Miranda and Royce Lewis. I, I would, I would imagine that they drop a pitcher off the 40 man. Well, and, uh, and uh, come tomorrow, they have to drop down two players anyway. Right, um, but they're allowed to have 14, 14 pitchers. Pitchers, right. Yeah. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing here. <clears throat> we'll know. Yeah, because sure I mean, we'll, they, well, obviously we'll know before game time tomorrow, but. Uh, right. But it's good yeah. problems to have, right? Here we're oh, yeah. not talking. Right. right. We're not talking today about the fact that, like, you know, Sano's out, and that's that sucks, and he hasn't hit that well, but he's not like a crater to the team, right? right. And no. we'd like to see Kirloff stay healthy so we could see what he's doing. But you know, maybe Luis Arise is going to get some. Play. He's going to get play at first base, but maybe he's the guy for the time. And it gets his bat into the lineup, and it gives him an opportunity. Um, to play every day, you know, these are good problems to have, and we haven't even touched on the fact that this pitching staff, like we talked about coming in, like how tough it was to watch this team hit, and they've blown up in a big way. And it's Correa, and it's Polanco, and it's Larnick, and it's all those guys. This pitching staff has been unbelievable nine to one in the last 10 games, and it's been the pitching staff a majority of it. Which, if you look at the American League pitching ERA standings, or even in all of baseball, mm-hmm. twins are. Top seven team in all of ERA in baseball. They're two in the major, or number two in the American League behind the Yankees for pitching. Oh. It's just like we didn't think that this was going to happen. And again, oh, no. super sample size. We're twenty one games in. We're not like we're just a half away to a quarter of the way through the season, right? We haven't even hit that mark yet. But it's such positive signs. But the pitching, you guys. I mean, oh, I mean, Chef's kiss, right? Outside of Duffy, but hey. You know, he had a solid one outing. He was kind of shaky today, but yeah. you can see where the confidence lies. It's not with him, and they're not. I don't think they're going to have to rely on him for big spots anymore because you got the ran, you got Pagan. They have found something with this team and the way that they can pitch out of the pen, and especially the starters as well. Right, and yeah. what you're right, what an absolute good problem to have and be able to have depth. And I was writing a minor league thing today. And I was looking at some of the minor league pitching that we have. And my God, even our pipeline is just bursting with talent, with pitching. It's all of our teams are well above 500 right now. All of them, the entire system. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, I have to admit, I am not the the best at keeping up with them. I, uh, there's a guy that, I think he works for Twins Daily as well. Uh, Tom Froming, is that? Yep, Froming. Yep. Yep. And uh, he he has a YouTube channel, so I was watching that this afternoon to because he covers everything. He covers the and he somehow gets the highlights and everything. So it, he and he does like all levels of the organization. So that that's pretty awesome. So, but um, so yeah. But that's great to know that even they're as a team they're having success because that hasn't always been the case lately either. Um, but yeah, it's good vibes right now, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, the only yeah the only guy who's kind of struggling on the offense right now, which uh, is uh, Gio Urshela, um, he's I think he went hitless this weekend. Thankfully, 
Didn't really need him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he'll be back. You know, he's, he's just... Ebbs and flows. You know, not everybody's going to be hot at the same time. No. Uh, so, but uh, not too worried about him. He's He's been through. He's been uh, major leaguer for long enough not to worry about him too much. Um, and then Sano, so hopefully he'll figure out that consistently going to right field's not evil. Like, <laughs> like, like today, that was what impressed me the most today. Just um, and lately, is that guys are making conservative efforts to go to the opposite field, um, especially like Max Kepler. You know, lately he's been he's been where you know last couple of years you could almost just bet he's going to roll one to second base, you know? So the fact that he's not doing that and therefore lefties are not killing him. Yeah. He's staying through the ball. Right. And he's trying to make sure and and push it that way. I, you know, to to me, and that's great to see. We want to see that success. I, if we were to pick at something, because I think that's almost sometimes a little bit more entertaining than, you know, all roses. Are we done with Sano? I don't know. I feel, oh, I feel like sure. it's time, don't you? And maybe we're a little I'm bit too sure. quick. But even if the team was going bad, what what value does this guy provide to the Twins long term at this point? You know, we've given him how many years? And, well, he's uh, twenty nine. He's twenty nine. Okay. Well, he's probably he's not only twenty nine. Well, again, he's twenty nine, but he's been in the league now eight years. Yeah, and. Uh... He's it just, probably not getting better, and I don't know how much left, how much years he's got left on his contract because they mistakenly gave him an extension. Well, they the gave same him an time extension. They gave Kepler one. So. Well, they gave him an extension because the guy had just—I mean, he hit 34 homers in 2019. He hit 30 last year. I get that, but he is such an all-or-nothing player. Yeah, and that's the thing. He, he'll have a weaker um or two, three weeks where he just cannot be stopped. But the rest of the time, it's just, ugh. <laughs> well, know? so he, here's the thing is that he has a team option next year for $14 million. So this is probably where I'm thinking my thought comes to from a money standpoint. Right. But even now, like if he was bad, sure, maybe you still roll him out there um, for maybe half the season. And then you're like, all right, we're just – we know you're not going to be a part of the team next year anyway, so let's make you whatever. But now they're good. Wouldn't you cut bait maybe a lot earlier on them? And instead of having this glaring hole in your offense where you're like, if we can figure this out with what we have in place right now and just kind of sunset Sano, I guy hits bombs, right? He hits tanks. And I know the ad says chicks ding the log ball, but dudes <laughs> dig the log ball just as much. Yeah. So yeah. like to me, at some point we got to be like, we're done with you. You're, you're done. Yeah. We're moving from this. And we have to figure it out. I think the only thing that's holding us back is Kirilov's injury. Because I do believe that what they're seeing with Larnick is what they knew they were going to get or felt they could. And in their minds, it's like Kirilov could be our first baseman of the future. We yeah. just need him to actually play. And he's not. I think that I don't even think Sano would have been the starting first baseman had they felt 100% confident in Kirilov and his ability to stay healthy. He's causing an issue. I guarantee you they're not going to take that team option for 14 million next year that's not happening but are you ready to give up on snow because i am clearly i personally am i've been ready a couple of years 
<laughs> yeah, I'm Personally. I'm am and I'm not. I'm kind of hold on two seconds, guys. Give me thirty seconds. What's up? Yeah, I I agree yeah. with you, Joe. It's time to give up on snow. And yeah. I, I, I right. Just, I, I think like... honestly, he's suffering without um without his uh, counterpart, and that might be yeah. a huge part of it. Um, I without think Nelly? that yeah, without Nelly, and I really think that baseball is a mental game, and for him, it's he's really struggling. I don't. Well, even when Nelly was a part of the team, he was doing stuff like this. I, you know, I don't think he's gotten really much worse this year. Um, you know, he, he struggled to hit 200 last year and Nelly was around, you know? Yeah. I think so, this I don't year know. is much, much worse. So, I mean, it feels is like, cause he Oof. hasn't hit, he hasn't hit, you know, he's he hasn't hit, hit anything. Of homers, but it's not even, it's not even like he would get a hit here and there right. and you'd be fine with that. It's like, it is so bad this year. It is so bad this year. It's like trying to find water in a desert. And 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 That's he's coming it up. Shocked bad. me when you when somebody was it Chris or was it was it you Sherry that said that he doesn't lead the team in strikeouts. I was shocked by that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and that was at the beginning, and that was at the very very beginning. Like it, oh, I know, but... but yeah, he was not. It was Carlos Correa at that time. And I think the thing that we have to remember about as much as we want to write snow off, right? I understand that, but. If you watch his at-bats, he's a lot like Luis Arise, where Arise is clearly better at this, but Snow, when he makes contact with the ball, he hits it hard. Oh, yeah. He, out, but... if we can get him to get to the point where he's back in a rhythm where he can at least, and not everything has to be a bomba, you know? It has to be just like the other, um, just like the other, single that he got the other night mm-hmm. where we ended up winning on an error. You know, it's absolutely one of those things that if he has the ability to go that route, then I'd like to see him get one more chance. But I really think at this point, it's just really unfortunate that he's not carrying his weight as much as he was. was. Which, you, you, the one thing that we're going to notice because you know he's obviously hit the IL. Yeah, we're going to go through this ten game or fifteen game stretch without him, and I, I promise you, yeah, that there won't be a point where it'll be mentioned on a broadcast or written in an article that, boy, the Twins really miss Miguel Sano's bat, and that was never the thought process with him. He was just supposed to be this feared slugger, not ever going to hit three hundred, but two forty at least and could drive in a ton of runs and could hit a bunch of bombs. And he has fallen so short of that. And if this wasn't something consistent that we had seen every single year, it feels like he starts this way, but it is so bad at this point. And now the team feels a lot more complete. And it, it feels like there's some other pieces out there that, you know, are we really going to put Luisa Rise on the bench in favor of Sano now? No. Like, is that what we're going to do moving forward? If Alex Kirloff is healthy, are we going to make him sit on the bench in favor of Sano? I right. No. So yeah. now you're starting to go through this context of there isn't he's he's not putting himself, putting himself in the position. He started over anybody else on this roster. He's 29. He's not 22. You're not going to put him down in AAA to get a bat. So they've already done that bit. Like 
he's just, he's not going to become anybody different. And I know that the fear is, Oh, you cut him. He becomes the next Ortiz. It's just not, that's over with. Yeah. He's 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 too old at 29, but he's, yeah, he's not, I don't, there's not really any danger that he's going to become David Ortiz. Right. Well, and that is a, and that is a concern. You know, if you, if you do let him go, will that, will that happen? And I think you're right, Dan, I was thinking about this as you were talking and we in Minnesota, we have a problem with being homers, right? Where once we find an affection for someone, we can't let them go. And, you know, I'm even like that with some players. I really am. But baseball is a business and businesses want to generate revenue. Businesses want to generate wins. Businesses want to do things where they're in the green, And when we look at what we have right now, if we're able to just move one or two pieces, one of them being Sano or one of them being someone else, and we get in the green and we stay there, why then would, I mean, everybody was so mad when we got rid of Nelly, right? But now look at us. Why why does everything hinge on one player? It should never hinge on one player. Ever. No, no, you know, we went through a decade or more of that when it was Kirby oh, and God. nobody else. <laughs> right. Yeah. It I'm just... not a Kirby fan, so that's just me, though. <laughs> oh, my God. And I, unfortunately, guys, I have to run, but now, Sherry, you've opened up a whole other box of worms. So this is all I'm going to be thinking about now. Like, I'm just going to, like, like, I'm just going to be sleeping on this. And just like, <laughs> like the beam of Zach Galifianakis trying to do the math in my head. Like, how does a Twins fan hate Kirby Puckett? And let's take it off the field issues and we'll separate those because maybe that bleeds into it a little bit. But just the mm. player in general, like that's like you just don't like him as a player, as the franchise cornerstone. Like, is that where? I believe there were other cornerstones that could oh, have God. been – more so, um, but I do believe uh, he is a great baseball player. You cannot take that away from him. Right. Um, you cannot, and I will not. I will I will not take that from him. Um, right, but, yes, basically a lot of it does have to do with the, the attitude, and maybe that is because he was the best. The attitude, the um, inability to act human off the field or even treat some reporters with respect. Um, it was almost like he had to be worshipped, and that's where I have the issue. I, 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 never I have that, no problem. Though. I've never – I'll never have a problem with you, but at the same time, like, we're your fans, man. Like, be nice. So – that's a whole nother discussion when I'm able yes. to join again. Then yes. we can unpack that a little bit more because I'm like, there's so much there. I like bent over. <laughs> I was like, got to breathe this <laughs> out. Yeah. Got to breathe this out. As long like, as... Puck's no, deity in Minnesota, right, Joe? I mean, it's, it's Kirby Puckett. It's Kevin Garnett. It's like, those are, it's Randy Moss. It's, you know, you know those are the guys. And, and now it's like, not that your opinion is that valid, and I think you probably share that with some other people. I would be willing to bet. Mm-hmm. But he did ruin his reputation a little bit with what came out after his playing career. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, 
but in any case, I I do have to run. My daughter had a dance no, 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 no. today. No, go so, for it. Hey, as a dance um, mom, I got you. <laughs> but guys, this right. was good again. Always appreciate yeah. it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, bud. All right, have a good night. Yeah. 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 All right, but. All right. So is Crystal hanging out? I don't know where he went or what happened to him. Okay. Um, well, it's just us now. Just us. <laughs> it's just okay? the adults. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely great. <laughs> that's funny. So, uh, what but, else you got for me? Um. Uh, well, I mean, what, what, what else can we talk about that? There's not, not a whole lot to complain about at all. No, is there? <laughs> there definitely is. There's definitely uh, not to. Um, you know, anything got... to complain about with uh, our guys right now no um i could just you know i did see when you just mentioned that they put or daniel mentioned they put Sano on the on the injured list there i, I also see that they sent down uh godoy to the third catcher oh so that no that's all right well, what, what, i mean he was just there because because they needed a third catcher with yeah not sure what was going on with Gary Sanchez there for a little bit and but now he's back and seems healthy so and they need to get down to twenty six players you yes. know by tomorrow for the, by tomorrow so that's it sounds like those were the moves for now uh, that gets them Which down is to twenty six completely fine and now you know with being able to. Got twenty six. It's almost like we have a whole new um, clean slate for going into tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and it looks like we have Paddock going up against Wells, and they are both zero for two right now, and three sixty eight ERA for Paddock and five fifty four for the Orioles. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious how that's going to go. Yeah, Paddock. You know, though he he pitched well enough to get a win. His last yes, time. he just he did. didn't. They didn't score runs until he was out of the game, um, which was unfortunate for him. But that that also points to the fact that uh, wins are kind of an overrated stat uh, for a pitcher. Um, yes, you know, as long as he pitches well, and he did, uh, that's really all that matters. Um, and uh, I was surprised because I hadn't heard that he wasn't going to start today until. Like right before the game is when I found out that it was yeah. going to be Josh Winder, and obviously he must have been told because he was obviously very prepared and very yep. under control today for a first time starter. Well, um, and actually, when great. I was talking to his coach so. the uh, last week, he is a starter, and yeah, so no, for him to come in for the twos and threes, you know, the second inning, third inning, fourth inning, that's not normal for him. No, and no. but I mean, still, when it's your first major league start, you'd think they're yeah. maybe it wouldn't go well because that happens to most guys, but not absolutely not today. And he yeah he uh, was all under control and six what was it six innings today and six one, shutout innings shutout innings and seven strikeouts. He was yep. fantastic, and then like you were talking about Cole Sands made his major league debut and did great. So, you know, good stuff today. And I just see this note here coming across. I guess I didn't know arbitration 
cases were still being heard, but um, Luis Arise and the Twins came to an agreement on a, a contract. Uh, he'll make $2.125 million this season, um, which was yeah, that I guess, seems so underpaid for. So I guess they settled so they didn't have to go to arbitration. So that's right. nice. So he's he's going to be handsomely paid finally for his services, which is great. What do you think about this uh um him being our uh getting uh chances to play first base lately? That seems like a I very really interesting have, idea. Yes, I really have enjoyed watching Arise play first base. It's it's night and day from where he's at yeah. um, with third base. He doesn't make nearly as many, and I shouldn't say nearly as many. He only has four errors at third base. Yeah, um, but, but, I mean, those will creep up on you. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But I really think that he is amazing at first base. I really thought that he had that out today. <laughs> and I was really excited for him. Um, but, obviously, that runner was safe. So, um, yeah. I think that... See, and this is where it comes down to snow, right? We have the capability to have first base players. And I was looking at Jose Miranda, and yeah, he's on the 40-man and he comes up, but he is not an outfielder, right? So obviously we can put – he's a first baseman, DH third. Third third baseman is what he usually plays, I believe. And so he he plays third. Yeah, third, uh, first, and DH. DH, yep. We right. have enough of those guys. Right, right now, exactly. So, so you know, know, to be able to put him in the outfield really wouldn't be that great. We've seen a couple of instances where he has been in the outfield and it hasn't worked out for him um, oh, during Luis, spring yeah. training. Yeah. But Luis Arise at first base is going to be, I think, if we take Sano out of the picture for any reason, there's no reason why Luis Arise couldn't be put in that spot the only permanently you, you, the only thing you worry about is his height you know usually you want a big target at first base and he is not <laughs> no also, he's not but he's also there. making it work huh his speed is what's making it work oh yeah but you know it's just a lot of throws that are uh that are um Right on target for a guy like Sano or, you know, name of regular first base. Might be a little high for him because he's only, he's not even six feet tall. So yeah, it'll be only five, to, see, to make sure that, to see how many, how they, you know, the rest of the infielders keep cognizant of that, try to not throw it over his head. <laughs> right, right. And that is a so, thing too, you know, you do have to. watch out for that but I really do think that um, he makes a good case for himself to stay at first base yeah yeah and uh, just it just adds to flexibility where he can stay on the field because we need that bat you know you know he's one of our few guys who consistently makes contact and gets you know, he's think he might be the only 300 hitter we've got right now, um, which I know people will say 
hitting 300s are an overrated stat, which I guess, but he's, you know, it's nice when you can see a guy do that. So, yeah, you know, and absolutely. You hate to have him sitting on the bench when you know all, if you know, if all you need is a single or something, you know. And he's one of those guys that, that he never lets you down. Yeah, and he can drive a pitcher nuts with how with the way he can take pitches or uh, foul foul them off. It's, right. I mean, even if he's just there, even if he strikes out right, but he gets mm-hmm. like a ton of balls before that or foul tips or whatever, like just having him there to make the pitchers work yep. is outstanding. You need that. And you so, do need that. Yeah. Got to wear him down. I really thought that um, the guy we were up against on, oh gosh, it's Sunday, Friday, um, McClanahan. Was that who? No, he was Saturday. Oh, who was it Friday? Oh, who was um, it? I cannot remember his name now. But Friday he was, was really, really good. Days. Yeah, yeah. That guy, that pitcher for the Mariners was really good, and I thought that that's how the entire like the entire uh, series was going to go. But Arise, even when he was up against him, you know, he really made him work, and that was that's a skill he has all and of himself, outside of anybody, and I really like that about him. Right. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty great. Um, and uh, what else can we talk about? Uh, uh, excuse me. Oh, we I guess we should mention you know other than what we have with as far as uh, the injury front. Uh, unfortunately, ba- Bailey over had to be put on the injured list. Uh, yeah, had a little growing issue or. Was it groin? Yeah, yeah. His right groin. groin. Yep. On, uh, during his had to be taken out early in his last start. Um, doesn't sound too serious, but you know, with a starting pitcher, they only pitch once every well, once a week. Um, yep, it is literally you know, once a week. That's nice having that rotation, huh? Yeah. So um, he's gonna miss one start probably and be back. Um, doesn't sound like it's a long-term issue, um, but still, it's kind of sad when because he was doing pretty well, like yeah. the rest of them. Um, yeah, yeah. It'll be, be interesting with uh, with Dylan Bundy's next start because he finally had a bad one this past start. See how he bounces back whenever his next turn comes up. Um, he'll be facing probably the. Will he be facing the Orioles or the A's? I think he'll might get the first game of the A's series, um, if if I'm right. Um, but yeah, he had a bad outing on Friday when he gave up six runs uh, total, but five of those or were all six. You know, five of them were in the first inning, I believe. And uh, but then he was able to calm down and go go six despite that. So that was kind of yes. nice to see. And save the bullpen. Danny Cullum came in, um, pitched two scoreless innings, and uh, I should have looked up exactly what Correa's stats were, but he's like hitting over five hundred this last week. 
Oh um, my god, he's gone multiples um in a row actually. I think this was his fourth game, fifth game with um more than 3 hits in a game. Yeah. It's <clears throat> it's you know, we knew he was a superstar and it was just a matter of time that you know, he wasn't going to hit 150 all year unless something was physically wrong. Um but and but it's really nice to see that he's he's on it again. Um, Absolutely, because that's good. That we couldn't have gone a whole season with him struggling. I don't think so. Um, and then I guess a report about him came out that he's already talking like he wants to stay long term. Um, so I don't know if the Twins have any designs on making that happen, but you know. The fact that, that he, would be really that, nice if he wanted to The fact to that he stay. wants to is kind of nice to hear. Yes, and the fact that he actually came out and said, I know there's been a lot of reports about me saying I'm only going to be here for one year or, you know, that I'm not staying, pardon me, for everybody, um, that I'm just staying for the money. And he's like, listen, this is home for me. I enjoy it here. I love it here. This is some place that I want to be. I'm raising my family here. And um, my wife is happy. You know, granted, they haven't gotten to winter yet. <laughs> but, but he played through um, one cold April. He, you know, so he, yeah, that's he as bad did. as it's going to get for what he does, for what he does as a job. Yeah. Exactly. So um, I I was glad to hear that because I was very skeptical of him. So I was very glad to hear that. You know, I think we all were thinking, uh, you know, and we were mentally prepared that, you know, he's going to be here one year and, and then he's going to go back on the market. And that still may happen, but it doesn't sound like it'll necessarily be his choice. Um, right. You know, it, that um, the only thing I wonder, though, is when he s- said these things. What does his agent think? Because his agent is the notorious Scott. Scott Boris. Scott yeah. Boris, who likes, you know, he tries to get his players the most money they can. Which right. This is his job, technically. It is the, is uh, kind of ruthless in that department. So uh, I wonder if he was like, don't say that, man. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, the good news is, is that he can restructure with us. So, I mean, he could. <laughs> he, I mean, if that's really the thing, then just restructure here, my friend. That or he could, you know, yeah, he has uh, opt-out clauses, but he doesn't have to take them. If no, he doesn't. Or, and it really does sound like he doesn't want to. If he doesn't want to, great. If the twins want to keep him, you know, that's the other thing. If twins want to keep him, uh, the only thing that does is then they have to figure out when, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, we were just talking about him. Um, oh, gosh. Minor leaguer. Uh, oh, my gosh. Royce uh, Lewis? Thank you. Brand- okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Royce Lewis. <laughs> yeah. You know, because he's supposed to be, uh, you know, he's a shortstop in the minors and he they have tried him in center field too, but kind of got that covered for the next eight years too. Yes, um, absolutely. You know, um, so I don't know what that would mean um, if if they did keep Carlos around. 
Um, I'm sure they would find a spot for Royce. Just would make it a little more complicated where it's going to be if he if we got shortstop covered, you know. But that's a good problem to have, you know. And Royce is young, so he could learn another position. I'm sure. Sounds like he's quite an. He really is. He really is athletic, and I really think that there is nothing that he couldn't do that the Twins needed him to. So, no. Uh, yeah, because I I don't know. Who knows if if uh, Urshel is here long term or not? Maybe they can think about him playing third base. Um, but I don't know. They'll be interesting to find out it's not something we we get to figure out is it? nope nothing we have to worry about so well just, i am looking forward to this upcoming series actually over the next week and i, I think know. we're gonna have a lot of opportunity to just see if this actually what we've been going through the past nine games sticks or yeah. if there's going to be changes yeah we got you know good alluding to that i guess we had talked about it a little bit but we this coming week the Twins are uh, have no off days. They they uh, um, they play seven games, four on the road here. They got the going to Baltimore and then uh, come home and play the Oakland A's. Uh, I think this is a real chance because we were discussing how it doesn't seem like, especially the well either team is really you know they're definitely not expected to contend and they're not really doing well either one of them so this could be a week where the twins you know they're what four games up on in first place now yeah they could really make some distance this week um that would you know you don't want to say a division's over in may although we have seen that um but uh um you know if they can make it like six or seven game lead in that division those in their division, those teams, the Guardians and the uh, the White Sox, and the, they're going to spend all summer trying to catch them. You know? Right. And all I really want to do is, I, you know, and the streaks are great, the wins are great, mm-hmm. but I want to make sure that we have enough fuel in the tank so that when we play the Yankees, we don't have to worry about, relying on well at least we won this series and that series and this series like I want to be able to be competitive that's my biggest thing oh there's a curse anyway we're never going to beat them again well then they need to stay out of our way so we can get to the world series (laughs) yeah no I don't know it's just it's so sickening to talk about that the last umpteen years now it's just it's like why is it I know they they're the they got the payroll and whatnot, but you know, you think Lady Luck would be on our side every now and then that we could beat those darn Yankees, but we cannot. I know. So I don't know. I know. It's Hopefully this this sick. you know, with everything going on, maybe this will be the season. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. Um, yes it would. You know, uh we'll cross that bridge when we get to it i don't i can't i uh, forgot when we have to deal with them <laughs> i haven't even looked i just want to get through baltimore and cleveland that's all i care about right now <laughs> yeah i mean we'll be seeing a lot of a lot of them this month um 
you know, we got, you know, I think the last, in the next couple of weeks, we got one team with a, with a winning record, um, really. And that's the, that's Houston. And that's, that's, we got a lot of, uh, we got a lot of Orioles and A's and I think the Guardians and, uh, um, Looks like the next two two weeks to a month is what we'll be playing. So right. they, they, you know, uh, if they're going to make hay and entrench themselves in first place, this is the month to do it. Because yep. this is the because schedule's not going to get any easier from here. Nope. And it'd be nice to be in a position where we're the ones being chased instead of worrying about you know. Just yep. like you like those insurance runs in a game, it's nice to have the insurance wins. So, exactly. So it's be very interesting. Uh, hope everybody stays hot, and uh, now if we can just, you know. Uh, so um, I don't know. Is there any anything other than what we've talked about that you wanted to bring up, or? Nope, not that this time, and I think that we will um, have plenty to talk about next time, and I think I've got an idea of um, a few things I'd like to talk about next time, so I will just keep those um, to myself, and then we can talk about them offline until next time. Okay. All right. Well, that that sounds fine and dandy. Well, thank you for jumping on, and... uh... Thank Daniel as well. Sorry we couldn't get together with Chris, although it sounded like he was here for two <laughs> seconds. Um, yes. He made himself not known. Sure what, not sure what happened to him, but uh, hopefully hopefully nothing serious, please. Yes, <laughs> but, exactly. Uh, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll uh, I guess we'll, we'll uh, wrap it up for today and uh, and look forward to see you where we are in a week. Absolutely. I look forward to talking to you next week and you have a good week. All right. You too, Sherry. All right. Bye-bye, dear. Yeah. Bye.